Gary and me today because me and Gary over the years have done some quite extraordinary things only in our own imagination. Yeah. Um, for instance, for instance, we, Gary, when he was the editor of many papers, sent the wonderful Sarah Singleton all the way to New Mexico and Arizona with Candu Arts yeah. to report firsthand um, on the endeavours of the, of, the, of the group that were doing the Dreamcatcher play over in those Indian, uh, Native American reservations. I think we start, the, the actual conversation went something like this. Hey Gary, we're going across to America. Can you send the wonderful Sarah Singleton, who is possibly one of your greatest ever um, journalist to because she was into Agenda 21 she kind of got what oh, we she were de she definitely got it yeah, she, she was did. very passionate about it and she was passionate about what you were doing yeah so why wouldn't I send her out anyway? well I think there was a budget consideration I think the yeah. initial conversation was well can't you just write send some stuff back <laughs> but I said something like you're going to be kidding man we've got I think we had 17 young people mm. um We've got to do, but it worked out really well, and I do appreciate you uh, mm. changing your mind about yeah, that. Yeah, I did have to make three people redundant to send around. Listen, where are those three people now? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. directors Exactly. They they went on to bigger and better things. They were spurred on by their mm. what? We can't write about cats being stuck in the tree this week because Sarah Singleton's gone to America. <laughs> Gary, where are your priorities? Denigrating the Gazette. I don't think we've ever written about a cat stuck up the tree. Okay, for anyone out there that's got 1200 hours that might be on lockdown still and not doing anything other than research every article that is ever written, if you can find one. If you can find one, I'd be amazed. What, they said, and mentioned a cat in it? Up a tree. <laughs> okay. In many other situations, <laughs> but not up a tree. Okay, let's, let's just see, that's a competition from we have a, now. We have a story about a hamster stuck me on a skirting board once. I, when you said hamster, I think me and a few of the yeah, people's no, mind yeah, no, went off somewhere else. Um, yes, so that I do appreciate that, that you said Sarah, she's a wonder and her family fantastic. Um, so that was actually really worthwhile, but we've yeah. done lots of stuff. Well, can I take you back further than that? Because the first time I met you was when you came to Devizes, where the Gazette office was, and my yeah. office, yeah. and you, I can't remember if you just turned up or whether you made an appointment. I, I got Probably the feeling you just turned up. Uh, Mm, it didn't sound like you. <laughs> like and I remember this man, this bundle of energy coming into my office and just talking at me for about 45 minutes. And I, firstly I thought, how is he breathing? Mm -hmm. Because he didn't stop. <laughs> I think everyone knows where that is, except yeah. my brother's got his big toe up. Yeah. yeah. And secondly, I, I was just kind of seduced into the kind of... This, this magic you were weaving about what you were doing here and how it was how important it was and it was I think you were organising a festival at the time or something Festival 3000 you're right it might I have been, you were yeah, you were something like that anyway it was fair play to which you. you made sound like Glastonbury um, but it was, it was well I made it sound like Glastonbury because I thought that the only reason you would come out of your office to visit <laughs> would be the, the lure yeah. of yeah it did it did yes because at the same time if you remember the youth service were going to do a festival which they had over a hundred thousand pounds to put on yeah. at Bowood mm -hmm. and can you remember how well that went no I can't remember anything about it it was probably because shows you how good it was it never happened that's probably why I and we had no it. money and yeah. some of the people that they had mm. coming from Ghana or, or Gambia, I remember, some groups that they had, we actually put on. Mm. Because our festival, 
had the local community of Laycock doing their yep. millennial celebrations <laughs> at the end of the week. We had 250 young people yep. coming from schools every day. Yeah. 250 people yeah. a day came to that site to do the uh, mm -hmm. various, and, and a group from Chernobyl. Yeah, that's right. Well, they were from yeah. Belarus, but they, a, a group, a mm. choir. I think we've got photographs of this. We had the, the giants that were being made. Mm. We had the plays. We had the 800 mm. uh, capacity. See, he's going, mm, no, he's going, yeah, it was pretty much like Glastonbury. It wasn't. <laughs> we had, yeah, I tell you, we also had Dyson. They were fantastic, but it was bizarre. Yeah. We had Dyson doing workshops. I really appreciate them doing this because they, mm. they, they could have just given money. They paid for Sheldon School and Harden Nuge to come to the site mm. on two separate days. They did workshops. Yeah, on I think that's when they were a bit more engaged in the local community. Wasn't well, they? I think it's great. Well, you know, the, the bit that did make me laugh was that when I eventually got through to their community development department, mm. they said, This sounds amazing. Can you come for a meeting? Of course, they're based at Malmesbury, and anyone who's watching this that doesn't know our vicinity, Malmesbury is about, what, eight, ten miles away from Chippenham. Yeah, at least. Unfortunately, their community development people were based in London. <laughs> I actually had to go to London, met some wonderful people. Yeah. And they did, and I've got to say thank you to James Dyson and his good crew across there. Yeah. And I do use their products. Do you? Yeah. Good. Well, that's, well it's paid back for him, isn't it? Well, it's just that they are particularly good. They have to be locally made, and I like that. Well, and no, but it should be. Maybe, maybe by the time we finish with this, it will be sponsored by Dyson. Ladies and gentlemen, anyone out there who wants to sponsor the show, as long as you're sustainable and ethical, we're all right. But other hoovers are available. Other hoovers? Vacuums? I said that. I said that. Deliberately. When I was at the Gazette, I was invited by James Dyson to go and have lunch with him and look around the Dyson plant in Brilliant. Brilliant. It's great, yeah, yeah. a good day. Yeah. And everyone... Yeah, no one wore a tie, everyone was like really cool and that. And we were having lunch in this in the canteen where everybody sits like around, you know, it's like, it's, there's no hierarchy here at all, it's really good. And we were chatting and I was just, I can't remember what the conversation was about, but I said the word Hoover. Yeah. And I tell you, the place went silent. That I'm not even joking, yeah. the place went silent. It was yeah. like, if then a, then a piano player, he would have stopped. <laughs> okay. I love it. I know, and it was, I never got invited back. But he did give me oh. an autographed copy of his autobiography. Of his, of his book, yeah. Fair Play. Yeah. I think, you know, that he's ingenious and he's been through a lot to get his uh, creations off the ground. He did, yeah. And he went, he went out on a limb and... And he did it. So I, I admire yeah. that. And he would still be in Chippenham had he had support. That, which is, which is yeah. essentially what yeah. I was going to say. I yeah. think that, you know, to be fair to him and them, there would be more. How have we got onto that idea with just promoting Dyson then? It's quite okay though, because I like what they do, and you yeah. know, as long as it's sustainable, ethical, and everyone's getting a fair whack. Every internet. Yeah, yeah, so why not? Why not promote them? And they did yeah. come to that festival. That festival for 3000, Laycock Community, National Trust, um, which was, if you remember, at the end of it, we had a, 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 a big party in the grounds of Laycock Abbey. We had yeah. all the, the groups that were doing, had their their giants, they were doing their vignettes and what have you. Now, 18 months previous to that, um, a very wonderful farmer who was part of the Millennial uh, Committee for Laycock said when we had a meeting, Graham Hurd, bless him, said to me, Ken, can you come along to this meeting because we can converge these two things. You can have your uh, educational community project going on for the whole week and at the end, can you help us with ours? It's not a problem. So the ideas we had for theirs was Doing these, um, doing these vignettes and making 
a giant that represented one of the centuries that the tw for the 1200 centuries that Lake Hope existed. So I'm sitting at Chris Dole and his, his lovely wife Janet's house, farmhouse, and we're putting these ideas in. So what about doing uh, giants that represent one of the centuries, but they'd be made from recycled goods, and then the, the local school, the primary school in Lake Hope, can do a giant of the future. Yeah. So whatever their concept is, but you could have like, so you could have uh, a giant um, that represented Fox Tolbert, etc, etc. Yeah. So they're like fantastic. So Crystal says, well, who's going to make this? And who's going to make these, these giants? So we'll, we'll just do plans and it'll be the community groups, like the Scouts or whatever. Oh, yeah. So what about these vignettes then? What about these vignettes? Who's going to write them? So, the, the, again, the community groups. So they're quite sceptical of me. Mm. 18 months later... And after many bottles of wine and other such <laughs> things, not for 18 continuous months, Gary, by the way, just, you know, well, sometimes I think they injected it just to get through the meetings with me, but that's another story. Anyway, so 18 months later, this is a, a, a great community group, come together, doctors, uh, postperson, all sorts of stuff, and, he, and this is the guy that said, who's making the, who's making the vignettes and who's, <laughs> you know, who's... Uh, we're about to go on stage. Sorry, I wasn't even going to go on stage. It was then he was emceeing it, and he turned to me. He said, uh, "Right," he said, "I've got a character for the first part of it." He said, "I've got a character for the first part of it, and then you've got a costume. He's going to be a local, a, a, a yokel, and for the second half, I'm going to be a squire." I said, "Sorry, Chris, what are you talking about?" He goes, "Oh, he said, well, you know, when we're introducing stuff, I went, oh yeah." He said, "I'm going to do." So you do a double act? Yeah. Months previously, yeah. who wanted a full script yeah. and bloody DNA and blood samples and about the lunch. Now, <laughs> <laughs> I know who he's inferring that was the large one in this. Didn't say a word. You didn't have to, everyone can see my face, thank you, unless it's on Spotify and they can probably work out the weight of my face by my mm -hmm. tones. Anyway. This is two minutes before we went on stage. Now, I know that there was at least 800 people that saw it. They probably thought that maybe we'd rehearsed what had <laughs> happened. But I just want to say, I was standing there in complete awe of Chris, <laughs> who's, let's face it, by, by, by day, uh, you know, a farmer, yeah. working very hard, had come up with these two characters, and he just spontaneously did <laughs> these characters. And I just had to roll with it. And, you know, we had to... Um, that's, that's great, and it brings out that... that <laughs> no one else probably would have done that to him, ever. Well, the fact that he Give then did license yeah. to go and do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, and did it. And, and, but I thought the lovely that all of a sudden stopped, you didn't have to inform me about that, which mm. was great. Can you remember, as part of that festival, we did our celebrity football match? Yes, I can. Mickey Hazard. Mickey Hazard and yeah. Paul Price. If yeah. you're listening, what a, what a brilliant thing. I must confess, it? I don't remember Paul Price being there, but I remember Mickey Hazard because he just ran the show. I mean, yeah, of course he did. He must you don't remember there. Paul Price being there. He was our stalwart because he played for Tottenham in the Cup, yeah. cup Finals as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's only Mickey Hazard. Of course, Mickey Hazard. Yeah. Look at look at the team Mickey Hazard was involved in. Yeah, how he ever got a game? Now he was good enough to have a game in most teams. He was really fantastic. I don't know how old he must have been at the time. It must be late forties. What when when he did that thing? Yeah. Oh yeah, easy. He was skipping man. Wasn't he? Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know that sort of thing in your head when you get to play with some of your heroes. Mm. Now, obviously, Paul Price, as you say just because he was in the Spurs team was good enough for me. But Mickey Hazard laid on a ball 
for me, right? Now, for you or anyone else, that ball was like, yeah. you know, it's like, oh God, Nick, Nicky has it. Spurs legend has laid on a ball for me. <laughs> and now I'm going to hit it nowhere near the goal. <laughs> I think I hit it. I hit a passing ice cream fan and the ball's still travelling. Yeah. Although it's got hundreds and thousands yeah. on top. So that was one of the projects that you helped us with. You helped mm-hmm. us publicise it, talked about it, we got uh, lots of people involved, mm-hmm. there was thousands of people by the end of it. it was and the thing was, going just to sort of cut in, but yeah, you, you came to the office and you kind of wove this kind of thing and yeah, you kind of, a lot of people used to do that, come in, maybe not yeah. quite in the same manic fashion you did, but people did come in and for seldom did it ever kind of bear fruit the way that what you, the thing that you did. It seldom did it become a reality like that and you kind of go along and remember being there in the last night thing, it was amazing. It was as sold. The thing is, goes hand in hand with, without the support of people like yourself, we wouldn't have got those people involved. And I saw a a photograph. You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised actually how you you do, you know, you know how it works. But that wasn't, that wasn't just, um, that was just one of many uh, projects that we will say, can you remember coming down to, well I met you there because I was at, a, in fact I was doing a, a key, I, I'm very proud of this, I was doing a keynote speech at Warwick University and met you and the guys down at Wembley Arena for the Mal C concert with all the young people that, that played the came, I think. It was yes, she did, yes, came and you helped uh, the, the, for the, our homeless project, yeah, the No Place Home, home. Yeah, that's right. So again, it's yeah. another thing that you And I think I spoke to Mel C, you put me in touch with to speak to her uh, before the event, I think, to talk about Candy's yeah. involvement. Yeah. She was yeah. really very was, gracious. Uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and bless her, she's mm. been up to Chipman a few times and uh, recorded songs with our studio yeah. and stuff. Um, so that was, that was an offshoot uh, of one. Mm. What, let me think of something else now. Now, I'm going to get around to Bash Street because, <laughs> you know, well, it's there, it's there. I yeah. love it, mate. It's mm. one of my favourite things. So quite a, you know, the underlying story uh, is about life in, in the various towns yeah. and cities we work in around the country, but brought together in Chippenham as a community because it's the sort of community where, you, like yourself, you can say, um, listen, we're doing such and such, do you fancy doing whatever? Mm. And people will say, genuinely will, if they, they're not doing it themselves, they'll, they'll put you in touch with somebody who yeah. can. And that meant, you know, uh, Sandy Webb and Doug, we got to mm. these revolutions, yeah. we had, you know, well, it's a very Chippenham thing, I think. I mean, yeah. it, was, it, was, it, it was in and of Chippenham because it, it reflected the people within the place. And, you know, the Chippenham was, by, was as much a star of a film and the yeah. people that were in it. But I think people were shocked and say, it, it's just about the work you do in Chippenham. Like, actually, most of the stories a lot yeah. of come from work we did in London. Yeah. And, and we just, we, we amalgamated them, mm. as you know, because yeah. we're part of that. But I tell you what, tell you, yes, you, to be fair, you are quite quite versatile. What else have you done performance-wise for Candy? Um, well, for Candy, for me, really, but it wasn't. What else did we do? We did the estate agents sketch on the CVM. Which what was, was which that? Was... So you phoned me up. Mm. I can't remember even how that happened. Because I, 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 I like you, was a fan. Because we, fan of Soccer AM, mm. I was on the show. You phoned me up and said. I've seen you, you're on, on Soccer AM, I'm just thinking like, yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. nobody I knew knew yeah. Soccer AM. It was a cult thing amongst mm. probably people like ourselves who, who It was had, much less of a, um, a thing than it is now. Well, actually, I think it, it peaked and I think it's tailing off again now, but I mean, at the time it was a growing 
Yeah. Yeah. And I met Tim Lovejoy because we were doing, uh, I think Damon and Phil Daniels were doing a Chelsea against Middlesbrough pre-match League right. Cup. Mm-hmm. So Tim Lovejoy's in that. Right. So say Chelsea, say, say, say Chelsea, Chelsea mm-hmm. celebrity film. I didn't get to play, I can't even think why that was. Uh, no. about not being a celebrity or a Chelsea fan. But anyway. Wow. <laughs> wow, you swine. You swine. Anyone that's seen the Soccer Sixes knows that even though I look like Buddha, if, if it really is that fat guy, Buddha, running on a football pitch, I've got good, at least, appetite. ideas. Good, good appetite and, and, and good ideas about football, or good the way it should be played. I've never, ever been able to execute them. But I've got some great thoughts. Yeah. So Same as me. I saw Tim Lovejoy and said, mate, that I love soccer I am. So he, he was shocked, because obviously I was hanging out with mm. Damon and, and Phil and stuff. Oh, do you want to visit the things? Absolutely, mate. And of course he got to know me. Then I started writing stuff for the show, mm. which was a pleasure. Anyway, I did, the, I did one of the sketches and I got a phone call from you. You were literally the only person I knew that ever watched the show. And I went, oh yeah, no problem, man, I've got these other things. Do you want to come down to the show? And you were like, yeah, brilliant, come to the show. In fact, because I've written the, the end of the show sketch, yeah. could you be in it? Uh, mate, can you imagine again? It's like, yeah, you're going to do it, brilliant. So you saved my bacon. It's one of those things that you feel that, yeah, he says that, it's not actually going to happen. And then, yeah, he's going to give a call back and say, it's all off, it's all off, it's not happening. And then... Lo and behold, there we were, and we've done it. Yeah. That's great fun. That was it, was, it was just fun being inside that little bubble and seeing how, and I think because they were such a good team, you yeah. know, they had, it was a real kind of melting pot of ideas, and you know, he was obviously at the centre of it, but he had a really good team around him. Oh, fantastic. Fellas is still doing it now. Behind the camera. That man is a comedy genius. Yeah. Most of his kiddies, to be fair. Jews. Yeah. All of them. Absolutely. But it was, yeah, just really interesting to watch it take shape and then to be a tiny little part of it was just, you know, it was just you, you, you know, like you said, it's one of them, isn't it? When he said yeah. to me, I was going, oh yeah, definitely, I'd love to do yeah. that. I think I kind of extended the joke a little bit by writing stuff. The, the, yeah, anyway, the various, the various sketches. So that's two performances I got you to do. Mm-hmm. Not bad, is it? And a celebrity football I match. I yeah. Uh, well, we both... Yeah, and then we did the... There was the other football match at um, Can Do oh, Philip for Sakrayam against the Sakrayam. Yeah. That's right. The badges. Yeah. Uh, actually, against... was the last time I played football. I haven't played since. Because uh, it was so terrible. Yeah. And that's right. We I had, retired myself. Yeah, we had Chris Bart Williams was our manager. Yeah. Because a couple of years before we'd had him when he was the captain at Nottingham Forest. Yeah. He played when we played with George Ward, when Candy were working mm. with um, George Ward before the school was yeah. shut down and knocked down. Nothing to do with Candy, by the way. He was a good lad. He was a good lad. Chris Park Williams, what yeah. a legend. But yeah. he, he was told off by his insurance because mm. they found out that he played for Candy the yeah. time we played against George Ward mm. in Chittenham Town. Um, and he got into a little bit of trouble. So the next time he came down, he came down, he was our mm. manager, wasn't he? We he played good, yeah. against. The Soccer AM, which had they had um, Paul, Paul Douglas, Kelly Douglas, yourself, and Beresford. Paul Beresford, Keith O'Neill, Keith O'Neill, Keith O'Neill, who was spellbinding. I thought, and then yeah. that, 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 that brought home to me that actually it doesn't matter what level of football you play at, if you're a professional footballer, 
Yeah. And you've got to be bloody good. Oh, you, my you've God. got to have I, uh, yes, I agree. In, and even even though they may not be as bloody good as someone a league above them, yes. they're still leagues and leagues yes. and leagues above yeah, where yeah, I'll ever yeah, be. Yeah. And, that's the, uh, and also the same with Paul Douglas. Well, he never really made it, did he, as a, yeah. as a pro? But I, I do, I'd like to follow Kenny Douglas. Yeah, he would. I mean, yeah, that's, that's a whole different um, yeah. story about how you shoulder that burden. But well, then he I'd was say still Lampard bad. probably, Frank Lampard was a better player than his dad. His dad was good. No, go back to West Ham. His dad was a legend, but, but yeah, Frank, Frank is, has, yeah. has become some. Yeah, but that was a lot of that is actually down to Frank. Frank's dad, Frank's dad pushed him so hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and but Paul Douglas, I mean, he was again awesome just to watch play, you know, and being on a pitch with those people. Yeah. And and then having that kind of and then watching myself on telly playing really badly. <laughs> <laughs> That's nothing. Did you see my brother Don, who handballed? He, ro- he did a roly-poly, he says competitive, roly-poly, yeah. he basically, he, he um, gave them a penalty. He scooped the ball out of the net before it got there, before it got over the line. And the, what they said about him, the, 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 the little fat lad or whatever, my brother's never forgiven them. <laughs> but if you remember, there was a whole, s- those matches, the Badgers matches were put on. Mm. Uh, Tim Lovejoy was always taking the penalties and always missing. Mm. So, because he got that, so much stick. Yeah, yeah, right. So, as he was about to take the penalty, I, was, I just walked up and said, No, Tim, remember, it's just, just, don't, don't worry about it. There's literally no pe- pressure. We also had Craig Green in goal, who was a fantastic goalie anyway. And he missed the penalty. Um, <laughs> Tim did. What else have we done? We've done it. Oh, God, I forgot all about that, actually. That was a tremendous man. We had AD Mings playing with us. Yeah. How yeah. amazing was that? Yeah. That was great. And um, I think Tyrone played as well, actually. No. We know about Tyrone then. How old was he then? God, we can tell you what I've put. Twelve. I was going to say, even if he was twelve, he was. Man, still he, I think he was still around. I mean, oh, I, I, I remember I'm kicking saying, a ball around with him yeah, at Chippenham yeah, Town yeah, yeah, for yeah, all yeah. the games. And I, I, I would have loved it. Um, I would have passed on a few tips to him. Well, yeah. definitely. He often some says something's got rubbed off, isn't it? Something rubbed off. Yeah. Something rubbed. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And the thing that I remember. Quite fondly, most fondly probably is apart from the filming at Bash Street, which is brilliant. But the um, the film you made with Ray Winston and Jamie and the lady from Biker Grove. Are you going to tell me her name now? Jan. Jan Grierson. Yes. Jan. I. Of course, because yes. you came down and did the press junket. And, yeah. and who does who does Ray Winston support? Mm-hmm. That literally the only reason he was interested to see you know, The only reason that Gary was interested. Ray's actually quite the legend. He's, fantastic mm. guy anyway but he is a legendary West Ham supporter yeah. so that was actually a good day as well wasn't it it's great and it's, I'd, I'd written a few bits about the filming as, as it was going along and some of it was not all of it was here wasn't it a small portion it was in yeah, Chippenham and that's right. the majority yeah, yeah. in London so I think I only covered the bits that was here but just to see it all come together and see it on screen see actually how good a film it was oh, and how you. brilliantly it was portrayed and yeah, Ray Winston obviously was excellent in it well, you know what? Nothing, we, we, yeah, because that got nominated uh, for a BAFTA. Yeah. He won. It's not bad when you think we had a sort of like um, 47,500 budget. Mm. Seriously, at the BAFTAs, and this is no word of a lie, mm. the flowers and the little trinkets and little bottles of champagne yeah. they put on each chair, which I obviously went around and polished off mm. before I ever got there. I, <laughs> what I was doing eating flowers, I'll never know. Someone said they were roses, and they actually were roses, they weren't chocolates, which I still feel quite ill when I see a rose or a chocolate now, but that's another story. Champagne, not a problem. <laughs> All right, Louis. Champagne is a problem. Champagne is a problem. However, 
the chocolates and the flowers cost more than our whole budget to yeah, make that I film. Can well believe but that's yeah. what a good geezer Ray is. A, he yeah. donated any expenses mm. to can do. He also got the best actor award at the Polish Film Festival. I got a silver award at the Cairo Film Festival. It came yeah. fifth, I think. The big ones. Yeah. <laughs> that was because it was only when they all went away. Yes, well, this exactly. So, and the silver award for production is Ed Keegan and uh, when Cairo Film Festival. Was it in the shape of a pyramid? It was. I don't know. Do you know what? We never. I don't know if we got invited or didn't go, but I think it was starting to kick off a little bit then. Yeah. It, maybe it was a little bit dodgy. We didn't go to that one, and the the <laughs> you one still, you, you still would have gone to get an award. It was a war zone. Oh no, well, yeah, I would have done. I just didn't think they, like, they took, said nah, silver. Um, I remember flicking through the TV one night as you do like, on a Friday night or something, and then like I just came out and then, there it is. It's on the t- it's on the TV. Yeah, on the BBC. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That's that's that was well. Again, I think one of the interviews we were doing, I think on Wiltshire Radio. We had um, bless them, uh, BBC Points West in the front of our office mm. at Candu in Chippenham, doing um, doing a piece for that night's yeah. te- television and the radio. And the guy from the radio station was saying, "I don't get it. You work with disenfranchised people, and we were doing an eighteen-month mm. um, project in Bristol at the time. Uh, Sue, uh, the mother of my children, my mm. my sons, uh, was doing leading a project yeah. on the front line in St Paul's." working with uh, women involved in the sex industry, which is why we did the film. But this guy on BBC was saying, I get it, you work with the community, you work with disenfranchised people up down the country. What are you doing making films with Ray Winston? <laughs> and I think Ray Winston, you. yes. I wonder what I think Ray Winston probably asked, and he's, he's, his, his agent definitely did. Sorry, is it a short? No, it's a feature film. It says here his schedule is 12 days, and you can't have 12 days, it's only seven. He doesn't speak a bit like this, but I think yeah. I just did it for the sake of this yeah. little sketch. Anyway. We, uh, so the geezer's on there saying, I don't get it, you, you, you know, and I'm live on radio. So I said, well, the thing is, if I didn't have Ray Winston in this film, and I said I was going to do a talk in the Neil Hall in Chippenham about people involved in the sex trade, and the link with us is we work with lots of kids in yeah. care, and unfortunately... Yeah, if, you had a, if you'd have done that, it would have been tumbleweed. Well, you wouldn't be phoning me up now to give me an interview mm. if yeah. I was doing a, a you know, and mm. he got it, but he also got it because... It was live, and he couldn't do anything about the fact that I told him exactly how the, mm. you know, it's how it works, isn't it? Yeah. I remember once actually. Um, can you remember this? Um, I phoned you because we had money withheld by the then district council or something or other. Uh, I think something to do with the fact that they didn't like North Wiltshire. Yeah. It was. Yeah. I was it was. It was service. and it was money that we were entitled. We we had applied for, and it had yeah. to go through the local authority, and they mm-hmm. deliberately withheld it. It was you know, slightly pathetic, but anyway. Yeah, and I phoned you and said, "Look, this is the situation." And you, and you put a, an article saying, mm. "And I said, I think I was gonna, re- I was gonna resign from being the director of the of the, of the organisation, the chat near a charity at the time." This is why we're not, by the way, because we kept getting threats from <laughs> people. But anyway, he, uh, I phoned you and said, "This is the situation." You put this article out, and bless you, the article came out on my phone and said, "That's nowhere near." How, how, but how upset I am about this. And you went, okay then, <laughs> next week. You were the, and I, I was going to do a t-shirt. There was a photograph with me. Now you've taken a photograph from me being in um, uh, Arizona with Dave Clark. I always remember this. He was the chief medicine man from the yeah. Navajo Nation. So when you see the full photograph, 
understanding and I'm really proud it's like I'm next to this medicine I'm like this you really so, have to... I, mean, I was really, I was really <laughs> happy and in your article it just says angry Eddie <laughs> Gibby I was like wow he's angry he's angry and Eddie Steve he's happy then but it's the first fury that's, yeah. what I, that's what I was going for you were going for that he doesn't look angry in this photograph but by mm. god so I'm going to get t-shirts made yeah. angry Eddie the thing is I wouldn't have written that story if you'd have just if you'd have rung me and said I'm really upset and messed me around with the money and stuff um, I wouldn't have written anything if the council had come back to me and said that's you know it's got to be a balanced story oh no absolutely that, if absolutely. they weren't able to and because they weren't able to answer the questions properly and because actually they tried to avoid answering any questions on it I wrote a story but that's yeah. because it's obviously, you know, it's obviously entirely justified that's the point I'm trying to make yes is that yeah I wouldn't write a story just because someone I know brings oh no no no, no, no. So, I mean, yeah, it, it sounded like that Gary did me a favour it wasn't yeah. what it was is it was a genuine it was a genuine yeah. grievance you had and yeah. actually you know you as a group have been treated really badly yeah in that way that Oh, these people are fools, you know, they don't really know what they're doing, you know, and they're not part of a club. And yeah, well, that was it. Yeah. That, that, yeah. And bizarrely, that money was being withheld. Yeah. It was for the money for the very thing that you, you were talking about, the Festival 3000, mm. which we'd obviously delivered. Yeah. So that kind of freaked them out. Like, really, wow, yeah. yeah, you delivered. We had £100,000 and couldn't and actually... Kind of renege on it, yeah. yeah. And, you know, that's, that's happened a couple of times where... Um, you know Lisa Lewis when she was chief executive of Doorway yeah. she came, bless Lisa they she's, messed her around uh, uh, Wiltshire uh, she's one of her trustees band, she's, she's great she's, yeah, she's, super she is a force of nature there, yeah, yeah she is fantastic yeah and, but they messed them around as well and the same thing you know she rang me furious and so I we looked into it I didn't write the story someone else did but yeah and it turned out that she was absolutely right yeah. and because we ran the story she got into a lot of trouble with them for coming to the press, but she also got the money she wanted. So. This is what I don't think people she understand. To do that. She was prepared yeah. to take that yeah. back from them. But we have to on the yeah. I'm, um, I'm the same way inclined. Yeah, and it's like, well, why are you making me behave like this? That's the no, that's the that's the issue. She's dealing with homeless people. We yeah. deal with homeless people yeah. and all the rest of the people you know up and down yeah. the country we work with. The last thing you want yeah. to be doing is working is is worrying about some local councillor, mm. some local council employee on a mm. salary with a with a, a, a pension. Mm. Etc. Uh, Etc. Et not understanding that this we're not we're not core yeah. funded. We're not getting you know salaries and things. We're yeah. we're fighting the fire that has been created by the lack yeah. of real value in our society, ladies and gentlemen. And, it, and it, yeah, those people eat that. that <laughs> and it wasn't councillors; it was officers. Of course, no, no, no. I'm saying sometimes it's councillors, yeah. sometimes it's officers. Yeah. But yeah. what happens is. Literally, that's why we stopped being a charity. Yeah. We used to be a charity, and, so, and then one of our trustees, who shall re 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 remain nameless, you remember Gordon? Yes. Yeah, getting phone calls <laughs> and saying, yeah, yeah well, he loves you, doesn't he? He's, 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 he's doing brilliantly. We're, we're, we're actually creating a poetry book of his. I guess, you know, some of the stuff that we're dealing with, mental health and everything else, and some mm. of the violence that we have to deal with in time to time, and that's just me in the kitchen, yeah. um, is, has been exacerbated. The toll of, of the last 10 months is yet to be reckoned. I think that people who, yeah, the, not just, not just the people who have been you know, locked down and indoors, but the people yeah. who have been working on the yeah. front line, yeah. Yeah, yeah. who have put everything on the line for people. Yeah. And they're relentless. I mean, I was talking to someone the other day who is a nurse at Westbury um, doing the vaccinations. And she said, she was talking about how you know, every year they get 9,000 flu jabs in. And they get four weeks to do it, and they organise four big clinics, mm. and it's a real nightmare. But it's four weeks of the year, and you know, nine thousand people get vaccinated. She said, but this is like 
day after day after day yeah. after day, and yeah, it's relentless. And yeah. that's this is just I mean, that, that, this that, is that, yeah. the lightning. Yeah. These are the good bits. That's exactly Yeah, but talk to Imagine her about what it was like before. Yeah, six months earlier when they were, you know, the COVID patients were coming out of the woodwork, you know, and, and she was saying how they traced the path of the pandemic through, you know, relaxations of lockdown and then back to school and then meeting at Christmas, you know, eating out to help out, all those things. All those things were like, you know, just a big tick on the colour. Yep, that was that. There goes the spike up again. That was that. There goes the spike up again. You know, and that's just, you know, one one practice in Westbury. But um, you trace that across hospitals, you know, charities working with mental health, charities working with isolation and loneliness, you know, something I've come to understand a bit better through working with the Community Foundation and writing about these groups. And it's been really, really instrumental. And I think, you know, salute everybody that's worked so hard and dedicated so much of their life and their energy and, and sacrificed so much of the rest of their life to, to making things better for people yeah. getting people through it. And I think something like this festival is exactly what people need. They need to be able to have something to come out and yeah. breathe a sigh of relief and, and just uh, think about where they've come from and, totally. and think about, and also you saw about the reset, you know, think about where they're going to next. Yes, and, that's, that's the yeah. other thing. Because let's face it, who, who, who through this pandemic can we look to and say, wow, without them? I mean, and I'm, I'm, I'm also talking just, I really want to make this quite clear, because when I used to do those articles many years ago with you, for you, or for mm-hmm. the paper, yeah. um, one of the things I did every now and again was to thank literally everyone, because there's only mm-hmm. so, so many times I could make 650 words without being paid. Um, but the, the, the list that used to always include, and this is as true today, refuge, the recycling, uh, the sewage workers, all those people in the infrastructure mm. whose jobs we would never want to do ourselves, yeah. and never, they never get lauded. Shop, shop workers, my sister works at Sainsbury's over in uh, Melcham, and yeah. I speak to uh, shop uh, workers all the time, and yeah. bless them, and my son's Ben, and Louis uh, works in Tesco, there's some great, great organisations, mm. of course supportive shops, whatever. But some of the the abuse and some of the... Oh, God, it's, it's, it's quite... I, mean, I get it, really. I, but I have it's, a friend who works in Waitrose in London who's a fellow member of the West Ham Supporters Board, actually. So just chip that in. And she um, she talks about the, the, the abuse, not as a West Ham fan she gets, yeah. but obviously there's a fair share of that. But, you know, to be serious for a second, yeah. the shop workers... Yeah, it's almost become uh, forgotten, you know, that they're there, they're almost invisible, and yet people dish out dogs at yeah. to them for yes. being asked to be considerate for other people. And yeah. I, saw, I saw at Tesco the other day somebody have a hissy fit because they're only allowing one person per household into the shop. Yeah. And this guy virtually held his car keys at his wife and stormed off. And you know, the poor girl who was probably yeah. 17 yeah. on the door telling him yeah. that he can't come in. You think, that's, that's probably multiplied you know, hundred times. Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. I, I remember the, what, what mm. seeing my sister, bless her, at socially distanced in John Cole's Park. Mm. Um, and of course, you can't reassure someone either when you have yeah. to be socially distanced. She's just in tears. And it's like, mm. I'm not being, you know, I'm not being ridiculous, but you know yeah. some of the dark aspects of my work. Mm. When you suddenly get your sister coming and she's like, you th- I thought, some, seriously, I literally yeah. thought someone we knew had mm. died. Presumably of COVID, mm. um, and as the story unfolded, I just kind of looked and thought, okay, she's completely st- st- stressed beyond because she's just trying to do her job. Do a job. Yeah. People are calling more yeah. this, that, and the other. What are you doing now, then? What? So I was, as we haven't mentioned, editor of the local newspaper, and then I 
was redundant. I made myself redundant because I got fed up making other people redundant three years ago, four years ago, no, three years ago. So I went freelance. So now I work for Witcher Community Foundation. Yeah. Doing the Brilliant. what um, laughingly called um, storytelling. And I'm also doing the same now for Dorset Community Foundation. And I'm working for various other people doing bits of PR. Right for Wiltshire Life, which is good fun. Yeah, so, because yeah, yeah. essentially the bit I like most about, I've always liked about my job is just chatting to people and the power that yeah, yeah. turning up at someone's doorstep with a notepad and that gives you because people just start talking to you because they feel that they ought to, you know. <laughs> except, for the, except for the people that chase you, but I mean, mostly it's, it's a real privilege to be able to go and chat to people. Like, I interviewed a lady the other day, she's great, a lady from. Um, Harnham near Salisbury the day who's 106 who just got an MBE, got an MBE for um, in the New Year's Honours for fundraising for NSPCC Fantastic and Still fundraising at 106 and we That's talked about we, and she was you know, pretty lucid um, not to say probably more lucid than I was um, but we had it over the phone obviously the Covid restrictions which was a shame but her son who was in his 80s said I'll better this is our email before I went. I said, he said, I'll better um, do the transition. a bit deaf. So you ask me the questions. We'll have the phone on speakerphone, but you ask me the questions and I'll ask it to her and we'll get the answer that way. I said, fine. So anyway, so we rang up. His name was David. So I said, hello, David. He said, pardon? <laughs> and he was deafer than she was. So we had this conversation where I was like, I was like I was hailing a ship at sea rather than <laughs> carrying out an interview. I think people three houses down could hear me interviewing her, but that's by the by. But she, that's the privilege of talking to someone like that. We yeah. were talking about how her her father was knighted in 19, well, actually turned out to be 1926. We were chatting about how she went to the, to wow. the ceremony at Buckingham Palace because yeah. her mum was, I think, pregnant or something. She couldn't go. So we, we talked about it and actually turned out that almost to the day, it was 100 years previously. Wow. Yeah, and that made the hair snap in the back of my neck, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. that kind of thing. So, yeah. so doing right. that is a real privilege, just chatting yeah. people like that. Your writing's lovely, and I think the work you're doing for Wiltshire Foundation, and let's face it, well it is, I, yeah, it's, 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 and I obviously comment on it when I, uh, when I get older, but on LinkedIn or what have you, but um, yeah, it's a strange one because without the Wiltshire Foundation, we're, we're, we're key workers, we're mm. obviously having to readjust everything we do, We've got vulnerable young people coming to mm. our building, and we're working through the pandemic. Listen, so yeah, if it wasn't for the Wiltshire Community Foundation, mm. we wouldn't have had the money to then pay the Rotary to hire a hall. Yeah, that, that, but that makes such a huge difference. Yeah, and that's story we repeat over again. We've given out you know five thousand pounds here, ten thousand pounds there, eight thousand pounds there to little groups that are doing amazing work, and it all adds up to one point two million yeah. over in, in the, over the last year in Wiltshire more than 200 grants to groups and that's that's hundreds of thousands of people that are, yeah. that are benefiting yeah. from that and so that's that's the joy of the community foundation it's very small very local works only with groups based in Wiltshire they small groups but the power has to change yeah Should, shouldn't have to though no Should it Should, it shouldn't have to exist but it's but, you know we've, I mean, that's not really great for it, did, yeah. what I'm saying is it shouldn't have to exist because mm. we should have a, a structure yeah. in our society that legislates 
mm-hmm. uh, for all those areas that need legislation. We should even yeah. have an air ambulance. Well, we should definitely yeah. have an air ambulance. We shouldn't have to fundraise for it. We shouldn't have charity shops yeah. that are raising money for heart diseases because we've all got a heart, lung, kidney, blood, yeah. nothing. It's ridiculous that we have charities that but have to that operate. That doesn't change the fact that someone needs to do the actual work of raising that. Yeah, I agree. It's a, that's a conversation, but the fundraisers, I, I know the fundraisers that yeah. are around, they're brilliant, brilliant team. Oh, brilliant team. Yeah. They're, they're fantastic. Yeah, as they're completely. But, you know, they, they shouldn't have to raise they, money for it. And they, they know that, and yeah. I'm sure they get that conversation hundred times a day, but the fact is they do. The fact yeah. is the Community Foundation is there, and it does that. The yeah, fact yeah. is that, you know, that some of these groups are literally you know, two mums at a kitchen table yeah. decided something needs to be done on their Absolutely. doorstep. Absolutely. You know, yeah. and they just do amazing yeah. stuff. You know, there's, a, there's a charity in Trovis, Trovis Future, you know, and then there's a lady there called Zoe Mead who works for them, who is just awesome. She just, she's not highly trained charity worker, she's a mum, and you know, she cares about her she's not, you know, she's not stupid, she's really bright. bright. Well, she's a mum, which is she goes the out, job in the world, yeah, so if she, she do that, she could probably do anything. And she so. goes out and she sees things that, right, that, Seymour Estate in Trowbridge, people struggling there, I'll start a community fridge, I'll start a community fridge, Wicked. so successful we have to buy a second fridge. And, wow. like, and, and, she just, and there are people like that all over this Absolutely. county. Absolutely, we do, but funny enough, we're doing a piece on Khan Central. Yeah. We ended across the seat the other day, same thing. Yeah, like Khan in tune. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I, I, yeah, that's the most Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, the, the guys, the guy, the guys yeah. are going across on Saturday. Yeah. I'm that's a, that's another them. great project that's just Brilliant, come out of nothing, man. and Brilliant. somebody's realised that something needs to happen, something yeah. needs to be done, something needs to be provided, and they just yeah. go, they just do it, yeah. and they make it work. And so that's the privilege of my yeah. cool. job and my existence. Right, you're boring the hell out of me now. Okay, sorry. No, you're not at all. I'm only no. joking. It's just that this lovely Liz is over here, and I don't take she's there. Well, you can come back and tell you want, mate. Anything, seriously, anytime you've got okay. stuff to talk about. I will. And I might bring some women this time. Do. So, so we do that. Yeah. And, and also take some of our wonderful apple juice from our allotment that young people have helped. Really? With. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And I'm serious. Much. I it, will. It's absolutely fantastic. It's good. You know what I mean? It's free as well. Mm. Give it to you free because I love you, man. Thank I you. Love you. Can I take a copy of the film, what I mean? Take a copy of the film. You definitely can. In <laughs> fact, you could probably have one of the Mel C singles. No, you don't want that. Uh, like, actually, let's stop this then so we can do that. Thank you, Gary. Thank You're you. wonderful. Thank you very much.